you welcome uh, worship team uh, hello if you're new to one heart today good you're here along for the 10 30 uh, you made the right decision g'day if you're online I pray that uh, you get something out of uh, the word today and about what we're sharing about today uh, before we get into the word uh, just uh, turn your attention to the missionaries that we support here at one heart so three missionary couples uh, Cambodia, uh, Andrew and Maya, and Thailand, Erica Mariana and Tim and Bronwyn. We've been supporting these guys for a number of years and um, we support them $5,000 each uh, per month. So that's from your generous giving. And also, not only that, um, because of the generosity of one heart, we're able to give them each year $2,000 uh, each couple as a Christmas bonus. So we've just given that to them. So give yourselves a round of applause for that, that money going out. And, you know, these guys always appreciate it. They're always, uh, they're always operating at a level of lack. So I want to encourage you, if you, um, are, you know, are thinking of giving in some way into missions, then I encourage you to do that. Uh, you won't lose out. God will, will bring a, a blessing back into your life uh, and if you give. Whatever you can afford, if you can $5 a week or... 50 or whatever it may be, just consider giving to missions. We have missions envelopes uh, on the back on the um, stations or otherwise if you're giving online, just uh, note missions or field worker, ACCI field worker on uh, your online giving. Um, so for this morning, we're just going to have a quick uh, video from Tim and Bromwyn. A couple, uh, three testimonies, They're, they send us testimonies regularly and these are the most recent three that they've sent us. So just to give you a bit of insight into what's going on uh, in their world, we're going to turn to the screens and uh, just a short, about three minute video. Hi, Tim and Mary here. Hey, I've just got a really good news story. Um, one of the young guys that I've been, a young Thai guy that I've been mentoring here um, he has had a lot of anxiety and just real struggles in his life. Um, but the main thing has been... Dropped out. Technical difficulties. We'll be back with you in a minute. Hopefully. Maybe we can play that later. Like they've lost that unfortunately we'll see if they can get that back online we might be able to play that at the end we'll see if we can slot that in um but yeah these these guys they're doing a great work in thailand so i encourage you to, to get get behind um those guys uh, all of our couples actually and do what you can to support them and pray for them as well um so if we go to our first slide um we're going to be talking about worry this morning. Worry is a universal, um, a universal thing common to every person on earth. Everyone living has a struggle in this realm of worry. It's, it's universal. And Jesus spoke about this in his Sermon on the Mount. He touched on a lot of areas and a chunk of his, his sermon was devoted to worry because he knew that it's something that we as humans struggle with and so he, he spoke about it directly. 
And if it's good enough for Jesus to preach about, then it's good enough for us to preach about. So Matthew, that verse at the bottom there, that's words quoted from Jesus. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that it carries inherent power to change us and to fix what needs fixing. Lord, and encourage us where we're, where we're uh, tracking the right path. Lord, your word is to bless us and help us. God, help us to live this out, we pray. Uh, going forward, help us to put this into practice in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. So who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? I always wondered why Jesus would put this in that context. Add an hour to your life. It's always, I've always found that um, interesting that he would use that. And during the week, I got a better understanding of why he used that, that term, a single hour to his life. Time is something that can't be changed. Time is embedded in the created realm that we're living in. So you can't change it. The time is ticking on. As seconds tick by, minutes tick by, it's a constant, reliable, constant thing, time. And, you know, in the same way, uh, events in our life can be as embedded as time. So things that we face in life, situations that we come across, things that we have to deal with can, are embedded into our life. This, this is what's happening in your world. And, and that's just the way it is. It's, it's like time. You can't change it. You can't alter it. And so Jesus says we could worry as hard as we want. If we all collectively worried right now to change the time, I'm pretty sure nothing's going to happen. He's saying, it's no, he's saying worry is an utterly ineffectual means to change anything. Worry has no power within it to change any event past, present, or future. And so worry is a waste of our time. In 2 Kings, chapter 20, verse 1. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order, because you are going to die. You will not recover. So this is a word from God through the prophet to Isaiah. He's saying, this is what is embedded in your life. You're sick, this sickness will continue, and you are going to die. As sure as time is ticking on, your time is running out, and you're going to die. And so Hezekiah, he could have been worried and stressed about his sickness and, and, and coming death and, and done nothing more. He could have just stressed out. And you know what would have happened? His sickness would have continued to progress. He would have kicked the bucket, as they say, and that would be the end of it. It probably wouldn't even be in the Bible. But that's not exactly how this story goes, if we read on. So this word is spoken into Hezekiah's life. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, O Lord, how I've walked before you faithfully. And with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. 
Before Isaiah had left the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, this is what the Lord, the God of your father David says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. On the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life. And I will deliver you in this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant, David. So what a smart thing for Hezekiah to do. He did some probably not smart things in his life, but this is one occasion when Hezekiah got it right. He says, you know what, I'm not just going to worry about this. I'm going to pray. I'm going to turn to God and make my request known to him. And his prayer isn't particularly religious or refined or eloquent. It's a bit messy. It's a bit, it's, it's simple. He's just pouring out his heart. He's saying, I don't want to die. I, don't, I know this is what you've set in place. I know this is set and, and it can't be changed, even like time can't be changed, but I don't want to die. I want, to, I want you to do something about this. And so God hears his prayer and changes this immovable problem and declares that he will live out 15 more years. But this, it's not quite enough for Hezekiah because it goes on. It says, Hezekiah had asked Isaiah, what will be the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I will go up to the temple of the Lord on the third day from now? Isaiah answered, this is the Lord's sign to you that the Lord will do what he has promised. Shall the shadow go forward 10 steps or shall it go back 10 steps? It is a simple matter for the shadow to go forward 10 steps, said Hezekiah. Rather, have it go back 10 steps. Then the prophet Isaiah called upon the Lord, and the Lord made the shadow go back the 10 steps it had gone down on the stairway of Ahaz, or on the sundial of Ahaz. So Hezekiah's sickness was as set in stone as time itself. And maybe he doubted that God could change this situation. Maybe he doubted. I mean, you're telling me you're going to add 15 years to my life, but I'm just, I'm just not sure. Can you confirm it? Can you give me something so that I, know that, that I know that this will happen? And to put his mind at ease, God uh, changes time itself right before his eyes. And so to put Hezekiah's mind at ease, he says, you know, you know about time, how unchangeable time is. Well, let me do something for you as a sign. I'm going to add some time to your life right in front of your very eyes. And so God, just simply, without much fuss, turns back the rotation of the earth or whatever he did. He, he, he has to adjust the whole universe in a moment of time. And bang, like, a bit like daylight savings, the clock goes back from, you know, 3 a.m. to 2 a.m. But this was literal. This was literal of adding time to Hezekiah's life. And he says, and so this is amazing. He effectively says to Hezekiah and to us, I can change the events of life that seem to be set in place in the realm of creation. Not in response to worry, but in response to prayer. So Jesus said we can't add time to your life by worrying, but you can add time to your life through prayer. 
That's, that's amazing. That's unbelievable. The power that prayer holds. Because we're speaking to a God of, of unlimited power that can just change the unchangeable. I was, um, years ago, I started as a park ranger. Uh, a few years ago now, when I was a little bit younger. And I was working in the Mount Remarkable National Park uh, in the southern Flinders, Flinders Ranges. And I was, I was very green. I'd only just started. And um, the car that I usually uh, drove in wasn't there. And so the senior ranger said, oh, you can take the Jackaroo. And can you go over the Black Range? And we've got a job for you to do over the other side of the Black Range. Da-da-da. So I'm like, yeah, cool. No worries. So I jump in the Jackaroo. And I'm driving up the Black Range. And I'm like, yep. Put it in full drive. Green light's on, good to go. And so I'm trying to get up the black range and there's got a series of these humps and I'm like, and it starts spinning the wheels and sort of not getting over the first hump. I think, this, this, what's going on here? So I've got a bit more of a run up, a bit more speed and yep, got over that one, spinning the wheels still. And then it's like, next one, same thing. Like another run up, get a, another couple of run ups and get over. And this, I'm revving the guts out of this car. I'm like, this thing's a piece of junk. Like, what's this? I'm never buying a Jackaroo. And then eventually I managed to get it up over the crest of the Black Range. And then I'm coming down the other side. And this thing's sliding, you know, sliding around. I'm trying to feather it and keep it on the, on the track. And there's no joke, there's a steep drop-off, you know, 100 metres on each edge of this track. And I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, I've got my exit plan in place. Like, okay, if this goes over the door out there and... Catch, catch it later car and I'm feathering it down and it's sliding and sliding stressed, or stressed as and eventually I get it down to the last corner and I'm back on level ground I'm like made it I'm like this what, what is going and so I get back to the the um, headquarters and I said to the senior ranger I said this car is this piece of junk like it's hopeless and he said to me oh did you lock in the wheel hubs I went, what? What are you talking about, wheel hubs? He said, you've got to get out of the car and there's some hubs on the, on the wheels and you've got to turn those to engage full drive. And I'm like, well, thanks for telling me now. It's a bit late now. And he, and he, he said, I can't believe you got, you got over the black range in two-wheel drive. And, and he said, look, don't tell a soul about this. We're, we're not, this is going to cause too much issues. We're just not going to tell anyone. And, so, and I, I, I did it again in that same full drive later on with the hubs in them. Oh, it was easy as. So, but I, as I was preparing this, I thought of that message and I thought, you know what, a lot of us as Christians, we're travelling through life, we're expending so much energy, wheel spinning, spinning these wheels, we're worried, we're stressed out, we're, we're taking longer than it needs to take, and we're trying to rev the guts out of, out of what we've got to get to reverse up and the ups and downs of life. And God is saying to us, hey, you're spending so much time and stress and energy worrying. Why don't you lock in, lock in the wheel hubs? It'd be a lot more secure. You'd be a lot more at peace. You'd travel more easily over the ups and downs of life. And so 
We can make our lives harder and waste a lot of time and energy and stress worrying our way through life, or we can use our time and energy in life in effectual prayer. And so there's instructions in the Bible on how to do this. This verse is, just out of interest, checked. It's the seventh most searched Bible verse in the world today. About 1,200 searches a day. And many of you would know it. Penny spoke it um, in the worship and we weren't sharing notes, but that's just how, how God does things. So Philippians 4.6, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So I found this, this verse, it takes, it's, it's not easy to develop in your life. It's something that you have to keep coming back to again and again and again. First, it says, don't worry about anything. Let's just stop there for a second. Don't worry about anything. Anything you can possibly think of. Might be the smallest thing, might be the biggest issue. Don't worry about anything is the first step. Is there something that you're worrying about in your life right now? It's not God's plan that you be caught up in worry and stress. He doesn't want you to be stressed or worried about anything. Worry weighs a person down. Proverbs twelve twenty five, An encouraging word cheers a person up. Do you feel heavy and weighed down because of worry about something? Or maybe a lot of things. It's like a heavy backpack that you, it makes it harder to to walk through life because you've got this worry on your back. God wants you to give it up to him, to take it off your back, drop it at his feet. And I hope that this word encourages us to do that and cheers us up. And so secondly, it says, in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, in everything, in every possible situation you can think of, big or small, in everything that we walk through in life, pray about it. And ongoingly, if needed, and with thankfulness. Every possible thing you can think of. There's no formula for prayer. It's just talking to our Heavenly Father, as Hezekiah did. He just expressed himself to God. He poured out his heart to God. Thirdly, let your requests be made known to God. It's not a, I saw this a couple of years ago a bit more clearly than I'd seen it before. This particular thing. Let your requests be made known to God. It's not a demand, but it's a request. So I'm requesting God. I'm saying, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? This is, what, this is my desire. This is what I need or whatever. But it's a request because you can trust God with it. He's our heavenly father. He holds all power, all wisdom, all authority. And so it's enough that we know that he's heard us. That's a, that should be enough for us. Okay, you know, you know what I need. You know my requests. And so I'm leaving it in your hands. That, that's enough for me to know. I can trust you to do the right thing with it. If we learn to stop worrying and turn to God in prayer, petition, thanksgiving, with our requests, then, then it goes on. The peace of God, which surpasses every, all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds. So his peace surpasses our understanding, surpasses our need to understand Every event, everything that's going to happen, why that has happened, why this has happened, it surpasses our need, surpasses our understanding. 
because a lot of times in life we don't get the understanding that we might want. You think of Job, what Job went through. He didn't, God didn't sit down with him at the end and explain the ins and outs of why this occurred and why this had to happen and all that. He just basically said, hey, I'm God. I know what I'm doing. And you know what? We, don't, we can have peace without having to understand all the ins and outs of, of what God is doing behind the scenes. We can just say, you know what? I trust you. And lastly, it says in Christ Jesus. So it's not just positive thinking or a set of practical instructions. You've got to be in Christ Jesus to be able to have this operating in your life at any level. You have to be in him to, to be able to um, pray to him and have his peace cover you. If you're not in him, then I encourage you to give your life to him and start to see it change for the better. So if the music team can come up, we'll finish, finish up. So I mentioned that um, Philippians 4, 6 to 7 uh, is, is the seventh most searched Bible verse. The first, the number one is John three sixteen searched 70,000 times a day. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And you know what? This is the most searched in part because people are concerned. People are worried. Where, do I, where am I going to go after I die? What's going to happen to me when I leave this, this body on earth? Where will I go? Will I go to heaven? Will I go to hell? I don't know what's going to happen to me. But you know what? Don't, don't just worry about it. Don't just think about it. Be concerned about it. Pray about it. In Romans 8, uh, 10, 8 to 10. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So that is the simplicity of God's word speaking to you right now. If you, if you don't know Jesus, believe that he died to save you from eternal death. Confess it with your mouth. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord of my life and you'll be saved. You'll be born again. And the spirit of God comes into you and, and life is, takes on a whole new ball game. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't done that, do that today. And so as we close, um, would you stand with me? We're going to sing through a, just a, a portion of a worship song this morning. And rather than singing, what I want us to do is whatever, the, whatever worry there is in your life right now, I can pretty much guarantee everyone in this room has something. What I want us to do is to, to speak it out to God just while we're singing. I mean, you can sing if you want, but, but speak it out. Say, this is my concern. And just put it into his hands this morning so we can leave out of here free we can leave free from that we can leave all the backpacks at the front of the stage here and, and say god these are all yours and, and we as a as a as a group of leavers go out there with more energy more zeal more joy than we've than we had coming in so we're going to do that in a sec but just before we do that i'm just going to read through this um this old song from 1855 from joseph Medlicott Scriven 
I'm not going to sing it because that would be torture for you. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. What needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Saviour, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. And so as we sing through a song, why don't you just start speaking to God and just telling Him, just, just give it to Him. Even just and, and do it continuously as you go through your life. But let's have a moment now to put into practice what we've heard out of the Word of God. So Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You that it holds uh, inherent power to change us. Lord, and we just, we know that You uh, care about our lives. God, every detail, big and small. Lord, and we just want to um, express what is on our heart to You right now. Lord, and we just know that supernaturally You're going to lift the burdens off our shoulders and we're going to walk out freer than we walked in. In Jesus' name. Thanks, Penny.